Hi, and welcome to Orpanini. This is Sarah of the Best. We are <clears throat> doing the second part. Sorry, we are doing the second part of Parshas Vayishlach, Tavshinun Base. The question, the question that we spoke about yesterday is the idea of Mashpim Akabal, the giver, the taker, the have, the have not. What's the interaction between them? And really it focused all around how come every Yantif, most Yemen Taivim, most holidays, in the Jewish calendar on the 15th of the month. That's the time when we're, we're expressing our fullest power. And why is it that the moon, we, we are, so to speak, represented by the moon, the Jewish people, Diamond Levana, the Mainin Levana, we're counted like the moon, we'll be renewed like the moon, we're compared to the moon. Why is it that there's a cycle with the moon that the first half of the month, the moon shines, the moon is bigger and bigger, it shines more and more? And the second half, it shines less and less. And um, many other questions. And we really ended off with speaking about why the Rebbe and the Rebbetson's wedding date is on the 15th. And that's really a complex question. If you listen to yesterday's recording, you'll see. What, what, what would be the question? You know, why question is ostensibly, why wasn't it on Rosh Chodesh Kislev? And then... Why, why would we have that question? For that, you have to listen to yesterday's recording. Today, what we're going to talk about is an extension of what we just said. If every holiday is on the 15th, showing on our full influence, when we're shining the fullest relative to Esau and relative to the world, why is it that Yudhis Kislev and Hanukkah are in the second half of the month? This is when the light is diminishing. So what's that all about? We could use the classical example that when the light is diminishing, we have to increase. You know, the more there's darkness, the more we have to add light. This is very classical. Um, we're never classical, and the sikhs are never classical. So let's see what it's all about. And, of course, for ourselves, um, we want to ask a more, a more personal question that relates to ourselves, which is... Um, which is our waxing and waning, or how we're waxing and waning. There are moments in life when our light is, we're doing well, we're achieving, we're accomplishing, we're feeling that everybody, you know, we're getting somewhere. Whether it's a business or a relationship or anything, we're getting somewhere. And, and there are times when we feel like we are, everything's falling apart. Everybody has that. It's very interesting. When we're, when we're with a group of artists and we're teaching the artists, all of our examples are art examples. So Mondays, are all our examples are art examples. And Tuesdays, all of ours are chinuch examples. <laughs> Gives us the full range, right? It gets filtered through. And really, that's indicative of the question that we're going to ask. Because when we learn the deepest parts of Torah, when we learn Hasidus, it's, the, it's, it's godliness, open godliness being filtered through all the, all the details of our lives. This one drinks coffee, the other one drinks tea. <clears throat> and, and what is that for us? This is not just, we want to take the study, not to take Hasidus out of the realm of the uh, theoretical because it's not. We want to take our method of learning Hasidus out of the theoretical into the more practical so that it applies to, gee, how come you like coffee and I like tea? 
We're not going to go into it now, but there are deep soul reasons why one person likes coffee and will drink coffee, etc. And it all has to do with their shlichus. Let's say one person says, well, I like, let's say both people, I'm just saying an example, both people like coffee, but one says, well, if I drink coffee now, the rest of the day is shot because all day long I'm recovering from the coffee. And my shlichus in life is that I do A, B, C, D in the afternoon and I have to be in top form. So I can't afford to drink coffee. Other people will say, I can't afford to not drink coffee because based on my shlichus. It's all based on what are we here to do at any given moment. So in that, we know that there is, this, there, there is a process of waxing and waning of our light. And um, not only the light that we create, <clears throat> excuse me, but the light that's sent to us. Some days are very luminous days. That, that means everything just goes. And other days, nothing works out. And we did everything right. I, I happen to know a business coach, a woman, that I'm, I'm just going to say she does everything right. She does everything right. She does all the things that it would take me another 10 years to do with the Facebook five-day challenges and, and nurture your email list. And anybody who's in the world of marketing knows all this stuff. She does everything that you have to do. Perfecto. Go figure it. And there are other people who are total butlon and they don't do half the things. just falls in their lap. What is that? What exactly is that? So <clears throat> here we're speaking about, um, we're just referring back a little bit to the relationship between the sun and the moon on the 15th of the month. Fact. 15th of the month, the moon is shining its fullest. Fact. On the 15th of the month, the moon is the most distant from the sun. When you're talking about relationships, whether marriage, friends, parents, children, etc., the classical way is that in order for you to shine, if you are in the presence of somebody who's shiny already, they're, they're a doer, they accomplish, they did, you know, you go to a writer's class and your, your teacher is, she's a, she's a well-known author, so you feel a little bit, you know, what's your little poem, what's your little essay going to be in her presence? You, feel, you still feel like the student. So even when you're shining, she says, wow, you're a really good writer. That, you know, you should think about publishing your work. But your relationship is still, you're the moon, she's the sun. You're shining the most you can. And you might even pub- publish, but you're going to her as the mushpia. She's the... She's the author, you know, that, that's been publishing books successfully for 30, 40 years, and you're still the student. So you're not equal partners. However, however, um, and another thing, in order for you to shine, you need to leave her presence. Because as long as you're in the class, she's saying that's really good, but you should go out and publish. Meaning you need to leave her presence and go out and publish your book. You need to be away from her to really step into your own power. Otherwise, you're doing the best you can as her student, a successful student. So you need to leave her presence. So in relationships, when the macabre, the feminine energy, when the receiver, the moon, is receiving, it's very, very distant. So this is emphasized in this whole relationship. The month of Kislev is the third one we're talking about it's, 
it's Rosh Hashanah of Tzarek the Chassidus. It's, it's the month of, of, of Chasana. Matan Tzarek is Yom Chasanasa. It's the wedding between us and Hashem. It starts in a way, this relationship, in a way that first, Hashem is the Mashpia and we are the Makabal. But the shlemus of it is, he's the teacher, we're the student. The shlemus of it is when Hashem and we become one. That we no longer have to. Listen to these words. These are very, very revolutionary. I guess I'm going to borrow the pencil. These are very, no, revolutionary. And what are they saying? That so to speak, we don't have to receive from Hashem. Wow. What does that mean, so to speak, we don't have to receive from Hashem? Uh, what exactly is, is all of that about, right? Uh, we won't have to receive from Hashem. It sounds very strange. That's the revolution of this sikha. How is it possible, so to speak, because it will be revealed that Yisrael Kuchabrihu will be one unit. And that for that, to understand that, we discussed it yesterday. There's there's me, I'm the teacher, you're the student, as long as we're two separate people. If we be and I can only see your revelation, I can't see your essence, etc. When we become one unit, then we have both. So we're saying sun and moon. Yeah. It's full when it's the furthest. Correct. Teacher and student. But now we're bringing a third aspect of one. Right. And then we haven't... And the oneness is not the Rosh Chaydish oneness. No, it's not right. the Rosh Chaydish is too... Well, we were saying yesterday... Far away. The revolution that the Rebbe has introduced into the world is that the feminine energy, let's say it, not only in the male-female relationship, but the feminine energy, it used to be that she was the power behind the throne. And, and if she's going to shine, then he's not going to shine. Either you shine or I shine, because we're going to be, and we're going to be very distant. If you're going out there into the world and you're shining, we're going to be very distant. Look at the position of the sun and the moon. And yet, clearly, and then you would think, so obviously the Rebbe and the Rebbeson's marriage represent the ultimate union. So then it's not going to be when they're distant, she's shining and they're distant. That's, that's not the Rebbe and the Rebbeson that I know. So what it is, is clearly we can derive, <clears throat> excuse me, we can deduce that the Rebbe is introducing a new dynamic, which is that we both shine and we're both in a total union. There's no compromise. It's not either you or me. It, we become one unit and therefore we both shine at the same time, maybe into different places. We're both shining and we're one unit. That's a kind of relationship that nobody was able to ever to have before. It's become possible through, through the Rebbe creating this revolution. So we see it in the, the name, the month Chedesh Shlishi. We know that it's the union of Elion and Tachtin, one and two. And now we can say the full moon on the um, um, on the fifteenth, on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. Um, well, there's an amazing there's an amazing footnote, but I'm not going to do it now about what the fourteenth and fifteenth is all about. But Note that the Rebbe's Chasen is the 14th and 15th. So 14th, starting 5 o'clock, going into the 15th. So if you have the 14th, that's the full moon moment. So if you have the third month, the, the wedding month, and you have um, the 14th and 15th day, then you have the Shlemus of the wedding of Hashem with us. That the moon no longer has to receive from the sun. Now, we see how much that became corrupted 
in the past few decades, once, this, once the Dara Shvibi came, came in, that women said, I no longer have to receive from men. But meaning we become even more separate. So they miss the whole point, right? Okay. Um, and even this, in Kaimisera Beshlamusa, um, the difference between the winter months and the, the, the summer months, we know, one has longer, you know, more darkness, more, more shorter days. And the Indian Nevada now, in this part of, in the winter, is that in the summer, the summer denotes Hashem is sh- shining fully here. It comes from us. Okay. And therefore, when we come to the 14th and 15th of this month, the Iker that comes from the revelation of Shemesh Avaya, and not so much because of what we do, then you still feel the difference between Mashpi and Mechabo. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. When you have the 15th of Sivan, where is the main influence coming from? Asher Hashem. We're saying Hashem. Right. So you don't feel so much, you're, you're a, right. So you still feel there's Hashem and then there's me. That's classical Judaism. There's Hashem and then there's me. And if you dare to, so many statements in this sikh are revolutionary. Like we will no longer have to receive from Hashem, so to speak. People would throw you out, on the, out of the bus, you know, if, they, if you say that, right? And etc. So, but now... In this winter month, the, thir- the, the wedding month of the, of the winter month, the ichor comes from us, the moon. And, we, and that shows the full wedding, the full shlemus of the wedding. It's not in a way of mashpi and makabel, but they become one. Makabel becomes like the mashpia. So you're getting the benefit of Rosh Chodesh. Because Rosh Chodesh is the moon and the sun are one, one in the same place. Moon and the sun are the same place. That's the benefit. Such a union, you can't get a union greater than that. What but, do you mean they're in the same place? So and they're in position the same place? Yeah. Far. No. Rosh Chodesh, right. they're very close to each other. Okay. And they are in position oh, so that... Parallel. All you see is the sun, but the moon is implied there. It's part of the union. Right. Right. It's a type of union in which the Mashpia is the visible one, but he is... The Makabal is totally in, in, included in him. Right. But you only see him. That's class, classical Judaism. Right. Not anymore, right? Right? So then, so, and, so that dynamic, if you have the best of that and the best of that, take the best of Rosh Chodesh. You're in this perfect union okay. with your Mashpia. Okay, take the best of the 15th of the month where you're shining fully. Put the two together. You have Darashvi. You have Shlichus. With shluchim and shluchos, so <clears throat> um, um, one second, just a second, and it's also emphasized. And and I want to not miss the place where the Rebbe asked the question. So why is your slave in the second half of the month? Uh, okay, I just don't want to miss it. Okay, and kislev is case lamed vav. Case means hidden, and lamed vav means ela. You see it. Six times six, etc., shows on a union of Kislev shows on a union of hidden and revealed. What's good about the hidden stuff? What's good about the hidden stuff? Like right now, the hidden stuff that Hashem is sending us. What's good about that? It's huge. It's not as limited. And is it good or bad? Is it fun or not fun? No, it's hidden from not as fun as revealed. No, no, but. 
inside where it's hidden. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the real goodies, right? It's the geula. The geula is hidden right now. And the gullus is visible right now. Okay, so case is hidden, hidden geula, and lamed vav is ele. What you see, uh, there's the, the gullus. So what if you take the energy of both? I want, you know, there is a story with, um, sorry, what's her name? In it, Italy. Oh, wow, the Hedgeliach there? Okay. Um, can't remember, um, but I can picture her. When, when she, she used to be a Posner, the, okay, anyway, the Hedgeliach in, in Italy and Milan, <clears throat> when her husband, when they were first married and her husband, they went on Shlichus, her husband would come in fairly often, and the Rebbe said, uh, what's about a gift for your wife, for your Rebbeson? Uh, I don't know, he wasn't exactly, sad. the Rebbe said, you should bring your Rebbeson a watch. Uh, it, even to this day, if you meet Rabbi Gorelick, he's not too savvy in choosing watches. That's not exactly his thing. So the Rebbe helped him choose the watch. You know, different watches were brought. The Rebbe said, I think you should have this face with this strap and this clasp. Put this together with that, with that, with that, and ask them to make a watch that's, you know, one of these, one of these, one of these, not just the standard watch. So imagine if you could take one of these, one of these. You could take all the goodies that are in the hidden energy now, which is Geula, yay. And you could take Ela, case, that's case, and Lamad Vav Ela, you see it. You take the fact, what's good about the stuff you see today? You see, only that you see it. Excuse me. The only thing good about the stuff today is you see it. At least, you know, you can't walk around in in a cloud all the time. So the Geula is hidden behind a cloud. And the gullus, it's only Mila is, at least there's something visible. Right. You know, it's kind of like, at least there's somebody to talk to, <laughs> you know. So put together the boat, both, you have Kislev, you have the union of Helen and Gili. The Helen part is the Etim. <clears throat> the Etim is concealed by the Makabal, and it becomes revealed. <clears throat> and it becomes revealed. Yay. So once your essence you as the student, your essence is, in other words, if I'm looking at Hashem, you know, I, I don't see the essence. Once the essence of things becomes revealed to me, then you're not operating on the same frequency. That, so somebody, somebody came to me recently and they said they have no money, like none. And they want to invest, and they're not, they're 70 years old. And they're not super um, business-like. And they said they want to invest in buildings. So honestly, I said, maybe, you know, they, they want to learn how to do it, no money down. I said, you know, okay, we're, you know, you need, there's a lot that, how about houses? How about buy a house first, you know, and invest in a house? It's, you're talking about jumping into something big. On the level of revealed tools, skills, know-how, savvy, you're joking. Right. It, it's not for you. It's not your speed. The truth is, how have people been able to do that? There are 70-year-olds who know nothing about real estate, and they, they, they just do it. Because on the level of the essence, what do you mean? Everything's there. You just have to know how to tap into it and stay there. That's the personal tool. You know, everybody says, what do you mean? The law of attraction and all that other stuff. On the level of essence, everything's possible. So that's why we can actually start things and they miraculously move forward but you do need to be able to stay in the essence energy. 
You can't just start it in essence energy and then and then just just jump back. You know, why isn't it working? Well, you're not staying in essence energy. So um, we're talking about when you're in essence energy, there's no more mushbi and makabal. You have, your mushbi is Hashem. You have his energy. Hashem can do anything. Essence energy, you're in tune with his essence, you can do anything as long as you stay there. In theory, that's the present moment. I'm saying in theory, because I'm... Right, because so we're saying that in revealed, the mashpia is revealed. Right. Right? Right. In, in non-revealed, it's essence, and then it's all one in that space. Okay. The mashpia and the mikabra. Okay, right. Right, is that what we're saying? Um, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm listening. No, what I'm saying is there is also then, are we saying that for it to be one, it's like unrevealed level? No, for it to be one, we need to let go of the, the, the previous dynamic in which there's mushbi and makabal and they're two separate things. Mm-hmm. We need to get used to unity, unity mindset. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm one with Hashem. I'm one with the Rebbe. I'm one with... And once we, once we don't see the difference anymore, once we... And that, that... Ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. That is the new yesh. Yesh is not about, I think I'm, I'm a big shot. Just, come on, this is old grub yesh. Who, no, who, who bothers with that stuff anymore? This is, this is, like, this is for, you know, hey, everybody has to do what I say. That's, we're not talking about that kind of yesh. You know, people are, still, people are still talking about the arrogance as being yesh. In Hasidus, they're not talking about arrogance as being yesh. Yesh means, I still think I'm separate from Hashem. I still feel somewhat separate from Hashem. Yesh is a lonely place. When you're lonely, you're being a yesh. This is the new, my, this is the ST best new definition. When you're feeling lonely, it's because you're being a yesh. You're feeling, what does that mean, being a yesh? It doesn't mean you're egotistical and all you think about is yourself. You're not thinking about it yourself either when you feel lonely. You're just maybe in the fetal position. It means you experience yourself as separate from Hashem. That is a yesh. You don't have to be a disgusting, awful person who bosses everybody around or says, I don't care what anybody else needs. I only care what I need. That's, that's an old, this is old definition of yesh. Chassidish yesh means, and geula yesh means, you feel lonely. And bittel means, you don't feel lonely. But in that space, is there no you? There's only, there's no you. That's right, there's no you. But, you, there's, but there's, o- there's only Rebbe, there's not you. No, but on the other hand, there's only you. There's no you because there's only you. Yeah, the no you part is the yesh. In, in your mind and perception. No, because when you get to that place, you know, I'm saying this right. from theory, I'm not yeah. saying this from experience. Kind of you say, Hashem, there's nothing but you. And you know what Hashem answers? Nothing but you. There's nothing but you. <laughs> right? Right. We don't go to the Rebbe and the Rebbe, the Rebbe would say, I want you to realize how small you are. Yeah. Shluchim, anybody would come to the Rebbe and the Rebbe would say, don't, you know, who do you think you are? Let's just pick two scenarios. Who do you think you are? You think you can accomplish? You think you can build a $5 million mikvah? You think you can start this project? You, can, you think you can this, 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 and this? Who do you think you are? Never. Mm-hmm. You would come feeling very small, feeling as bitzeldick as possible, and the Rebbe would say, who do you think you are? 
You don't not thinking that you can't build a five million dollar mikvah. What is wrong with you? The Rebbe would always kind of chastise you in a way, not us, but you know, shluchim chastise the shluchim for holding themselves too small. Right. So that means the Rebbe is saying, "I'm." It's all about me. It's all about you. You don't believe in. You don't believe. It's just a sense of you totally changes. There's no me. But then the Rebbe says that the Rebbe also that's the, that's the chiddush of the Rebbe. The, for the Rebbe, there's no Rebbe. Everybody, the Rebbe said, we know who the Rebbe is. It's my father-in-law. This is not humility. This is living in a certain space and a certain frequency of of no yesh where. There's no sense of self. And, and at the same time, since there's no self, sense of self, my father, father-in-law, the Rebbe de Schwer, uh, demands that we build this $5 million mikvah. So we're going to do it, and we know we can. It's a, all our definitions of me and yesh and all that other stuff, they're so antiquated. It's just like they went out, they went out of style with, 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 with the, the, the record player. You know the DVD or the CD, the what You know they're 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 gone. Uh, whatever it was, the 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 rotary phone. Maybe you can get one on eBay. You know you find a real uh, definition of yesh on eBay. So okay, now we come to that question. One second. So it's all emphasized. This whole idea is. Yes. Go ahead. Go. This whole idea that we that we just spoke about is. I'm I'm glad we did because. It's emphasized by the Yontif at the end of the month of Kislev, which is Hanukkah. It's the end of the month when the light is getting smaller and smaller. And, and, and at the same time, we know the moon is getting smaller and we're adding light. So, of course, what is Hanukkah about? It's getting darker and darker, so add more light with your candle. You see, I'm, I'm saying that in kind of like a sardonic way. Yom Rishon, we light one, and then the next day we light two. We keep adding more light because it's more da- darker. But no, the Rebbe is saying, yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. That's good for that's that's that's, that's good for people who don't learn Chassidus. What is really happening? Why are we lighting a, a, a more candles every day? We are making visible a reality that is happening. Two things are happening. It's getting darker. So we add light with our candle. Seriously, your candle is going to really make a difference. Oh, you're missing. Okay, it's true. But on a deeper level, what's happening is the light is increasing. It's the light of the essence is increasing every day in the second half of the month. We said yesterday, look at the days of the month. And high and, you know, every day of the second half of the month has an amazing gematria. It gets better and better. The light, the light is increasing in the second half of the month. But the invisible light, the visible light, what you, the visible light increases in the first half of the month. The invisible light increases in the second half of the month. So it goes in, in direct proportion. As you see the visible light, you, you don't see as much essence. As you see, as the invisible light is increasing, the visible light decreases. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. The second half of the month is essence time. Every day we're getting closer to the essence more powerfully in touch with the essence of everything, the essence of truth, the essence of Hashem, the essence of you, the essence of what you can accomplish, the essence of Torah. Every day you get closer. So when we light candles on Hanukkah, 
it emphasizes that the diminishing of the light of the moon is only a diminishing in a type of light. The ha'ara, the ray of light, is diminishing because it's getting closer to the essence, which is higher than a ray. But, but um, every day, uh, the revelation of the essence is getting bigger. It always is in the second half of the month. How much more so in the month of Kislev, which is a wedding month between us and Hashem. It's the Shever Brachas, you know, and they say it's a wedding month. It's the month of celebration between the Chassan and the Kala. So, and our relationship, our relationship between us and Hashem is about, especially now, through Yutes Kislev, is about us having this deep, intimate essence relationship. It's not Chassan and Kala, it's Chassan Kala, it's one piece. Who's he and who's she? There's no distinction. Again, the, the corruption of it is that explains to us why the world is getting the le'umaze of that, the klipa, sorry for that word, version of all of that. And they've got all the gender thing all mixed up. It's a crazy world. Because the he-she relationship dynamic is changing to merge into one. So this one wakes up today, he wants to be this. Today she wants to be that. Every other day, another, and Medicaid pays for it. Ugh, right? Every, every other day, another identity. There, there's what's happening in, the, in, the, in, the, in holiness is creating little, you know, breadcrumbs, you know, little, unique, there's unique from that. And people are having identity crisis. But if we reverse engineer, it's not a good thing. If we reverse engineer, we understand the male-female dynamic, meaning Hashem is the male and us as a female, is, is, is totally changing. It's, it's by the day. By the day. We say, Hashem, you're everything. He says, no, you're everything. It's all about the, ma- it's all about the man. The man's the leader. Hashem, you're the leader. And he says, no, it's all about you, the woman. You're the leader. You know, Hashem is the chassan. Chassan, you're in charge. And the chassan, Hashem says, no, you're in charge. And we go, etc. So it's a very complex thing. Now we understand. So to Yom Taivim. So Hanukkah shows us that Hanukkah is just revealing this hidden thing that we never can, that, that we can't see otherwise. The amazing thing on Hanukkah is you're lighting a candle and people are saying, wow, is that what's happening? You know, a very interesting thing when we used to do the shear in Jay Levine in Manhattan. So when it was Hanukkah time, maybe I did the shear that time, I, uh, I said, okay, somebody please give me a, a pushka. They gave me a pushka. And I put in a coin and I asked everybody, did you just see the burst of light? Everybody was kind of embarrassed because they figured I did. And they didn't. So nobody said anything. And I said, if you didn't, I didn't either. There was a burst of light when I gave tzedakah. I did not see it. Okay. Now, we're going to do another mitzvah. We're going to light on Hanukkah the Menaira. Will you see the burst of light? Yes, you will. You're not going to see the burst of light, but you're going to see a burst of light. You're going to see something happening. You are going to see a, bur- a burst of light. So it gives you, it's like a peek into the concealed world, which is always happening, especially in this wedding month. 
and you get to, it's a sneak preview into that hidden world where Sadiqim can always see. Sadiqim can tell, the Alter Rebbe could tell the difference, it's 11 p.m., it's 12 p.m., it's 1 a.m., it's what, the Alter Rebbe could tell the difference between the hours. Most of us can't, although we're moving more and more in that direction. Regular people are starting to be able to, are being given those abilities these days. So that world, which only Tzadikim had access to, and they could see how the light is changing, on Hanukkah, we get to see how the light is changing. That's the Hasidic reason why we are lighting candles. It, it's a, it's a peak, peak view. Now, okay, so, uh, and what, the reason why Hanukkah is in the second half of the month, uh, we'll discuss it when we get closer to Hanukkah, but why is Yudtes Kislev in the second half of the month? Every Yantif is on the 15th or at the beginning. Purim, Pesach, Sukkot. Right. It's when we're shining the fullest. Or at the beginning, Rosh Hashanah and Matan Taira. When we're starting to shine. There are no Yamim Taivim when we're no longer visibly shining. Except for Yudtes Kislev and Hanukkah. So what is Yudtes Kislev about? Well, I'm going to, should I embarrass myself by telling people about my little I, crisis I had? I used to have these Hasidic crises. I, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe it was, it was after Gimel Thomas, very soon after Gimel Thomas, where I'd have these questions, and I would walk, there would also be four Gimel Thomas, I would have these questions, and I would walk around with these questions. They would <laughs> disturb me a lot. I couldn't figure out the answer, you know, and... Um, Etc. And I remember it was at, that was before Gimel, and then the Rebbe would, and a lot of people did, a lot of people did, and then the Rebbe would speak about that very question on Shabbos. The Rebbe was sending it out into the air, and a lot of people picked it up, and they felt that, I mean, you have to have your head in Hasidus, people would say, well, I didn't. You have to have your head in the Sichas, be constantly in the Sichas for your, your dilemmas to be in what it says in the Sichas. Okay, Baruch Hashem. But then after Gimel comes, I remember one time, I was sitting there and I, was, I, I had a burning question. What is Hanukkah? I want to know what Hanukkah really is. And I asked a lot of people and uh, they started telling me the story with the war and Antiochus and the Menaira. And like, I know the story. There was only one teach, one person, Rabbi Matasaf, Zozain Gazun, that Rabbi Shmero Matasaf. I said, what is Hanukkah really? He said, Revelation of Esam and Nefesh. Like that, without blinking. Wow, thank you. But I remember thinking, I remember thinking, enough, enough, before I called him and asked him, I remember thinking, no, enough, enough. Just go back to your learning. What is Hanukkah really? I don't know what Hanukkah really is. You know, just go back to your learning and do what you have to do. So I looked down in the Sikha, and what does the Rebbe say in the Sikha? I say, just go back to your learning, You'll, it'll come to you. The Rebbe says, what is Hasidus? Hasidus teaches us what is something really like what is Purim really what is Pesach really right I said oh thank you Rebbe that was really that was very nurturing so the Rebbe saying as soon as I had that question that was an you know there's the answer what Hasidus teaches us what is a pen really what is a pen really oh I see that's why I'm so annoying to my friends because let's say if my friends will say I found out that you know, the boss that I had, that was, you know, he was never really a real boss. And I'm always going to ask, well, what's the definition of a real boss? What is it really? Because that's the way I've been trained since I started learning Hasidus and Tafshin Mem. What is, you know, 
you know, ah, these aren't good nuts. Well, what is the definition of good nuts? And then we'll determine if they are or they aren't. I, I can't think otherwise, you know, and people who aren't sitting and learning Hasidus all day find it quite annoying. It's a good way to not have too many friends. So, but so, Yotis Kislev is, it's there to reveal, it's a revelation of Hasidus. And Hasidus teaches you, reveals to you, it, it, it's a sneak preview into the hidden world. And it tells you, it's like you're getting a text message. You think, what does she want really? You know, what are they asking me for really? What is, right, what is it really, what, you know? Oh, you have your pocketbook on the table. Well, what is a pocketbook? I mean, in Canada, a pocketbook is a, a, po- a book. It's so small you can fit it in your pocket. I always used to wonder. Somebody said, I used to keep, oh, I had a, a sister-in-law that said she used to keep bananas in her pocketbook. And we're very Canadian. I remember trying to picture somebody putting a banana and it's squishing in the middle of a book and putting it in her pocket. Like you have this small novel that you're reading and you squeeze a rotting banana into it. I just couldn't figure out what her thing was. (laughs) That she would put bananas into her pocketbook. So what is a pocketbook really? And what is anything really? This is not about its revealed light. This is a sneak preview into the world where it's really, really what is it. Only Tadikim know what it really, really is. Hasidus gets you to be able to see what normally Tadikim only could see. And that's why, for, well, Kabbalah is different from Hasidus. So, um, and that's why <clears throat> the Kviyas of Rosh Hashanah of Torah of Hasidus, Chaga Chagim, is not like every other Yontif on the full moon because that's revealed light. Yotis Kislev is not about the revealed light. I see a leather thing. It seems to have stuff in it. What is it really? What is it? I don't know what it is. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you brought it from the farm and it's a feeding sack for, you know, the donkeys. I don't know. What is it really? What is a banana really? How would you know? You know that when Rabbi Jacobson, oh, when they say when he first came to America and somebody handed him a banana, so they, what's the bracha? His first question is, what's the bracha? They said, bari priyadam. He said, bari priyadam. And he bit right into it. No, he didn't peel it. He didn't peel it. How would he know? He said, oh, interesting fruit. Right? How would he know? He bit into it. Go know that, you know, you have to know what is it really. What is a banana really? You know, you could, on every single thing, maybe that should be my podcast, on every single thing you could go into, what is a banana really? You know, let's think about it. You know, that's starting to get me interested. You know, the science of banana and the essence of banana and the chassidus of banana. What is a banana? Why do you eat a banana? Why does it make you feel like this? Why does it, et cetera, et cetera. Why does it have this texture, et cetera. So now we understand why it comes, this yantif, which tells you what it is really, is in the second half of the month. Because the Mila of Rosh Hashanah and Matan Taira of Hasidus, Chaga Chagim, meaning Yotes Kislev, the Mila of Yotes Kislev is, Shabbamatchila Hitzgalas Tarasa Shal Mashiach. Yotes Kislev begins the revelation of the Torah of Mashiach. I'll repeat that. Yotes Kislev is a Rosh Hashanah, it's a beginning, and it's a Chag Chagim. It begins, the Yotes Kislev begins the revelation of Tairasa Shal Mashiach. 
the secrets of the Torah, which is completely, infinitely higher than the revelation that was at Matan Torah. Matan Torah revealed to us, or since Matan Torah gave us both, but at Matan Torah also, the, the Matan Torah um, and Nigla of Torah that we have since then tells you what to do. If you have a cup of tea, Nigla of Torah tells you what to do with the tea. How much you have to drink, how much, what bracha, what bracha, reina, etc., etc. Lima de Chasidus tells you what the essence of this cup of tea is. What is it really? Why a cup and why tea and why hot and how does it hold it and all that stuff. It's not telling you what to do with it. So the same thing. We're just switched to our own personalities now. It used to be if you met somebody at a party, they would ask you what you do. They still ask you what you do. And what we're pushing for now in the 60s, we got tired of, don't ask me what, we, what I do. Don't ask me what I do. Ask me who I am. I don't want, I don't, I'm not interested in telling you, I don't, I don't, I, I seem to have never, I wasn't, I was quite small in the 60s, but I seem to have never gotten over the 60s because to tell you the truth, I don't care what people do. You know, I don't care what people do. You know, people ask me all the time, so, oh, you spoke to this and this person. What does he do? And what, what is his pronounce? I said, or what does she do? I said, I don't know. How is it going to help me? What do I care? What like, how is it going to help me? You know, I remember once visiting day, visiting day, uh, I was up somewhere, and this child was in a bungalow colony, and I was with my friend, and my friend started saying, oh, you're uh, your uncle, uh, you know, whatever. And, she, oh, your mother is this one, your father is this one. And she was cross-examining the kid, poor kid, you know, oh, so, etc. I I felt for the kid, number one. Number two, I don't really care who his mother is. What do I care? In other words, I care who is this, like, what is this child, you know, how can we help him light up? What do I have to cross-examine him for to ask him, who's your mother, who's your father? The kid was pinned against the car, kind of. He couldn't get away from this lady. Who cares? I'm saying that's because I'm a 60s person. What do you do? So it just, And what we strive for in school today, in Chinuch, which is just beginning, is not what can the child do. What is the child really? What is their potential? And we have a whole generation of kids who said, don't look at me for what I do. And you have all these kids who are dropouts in the system who are now sought after. Yeah. Now that they've hit 35 years old, everybody's running after them and everybody respects them, including their Rebbe who threw them out of class. Isn't that true? Their Rebbe who threw them out of class and, and said, yeah, you'll amount to nothing, and, and the kid's now a genius. He always was a genius. He just didn't fit into the system. If you can't learn Gemara, what are you worth? Devout, right? And guess what? To this day, he can't learn Gemara. He does have a, multi, he does have a multi-million dollar business, and he is helping the same yeshiva, good for him, after all that, uh, figure out a whole system to run their yeshiva properly. So you always want to look out for the dropouts. Okay. 
So that's the difference between what do you do and what, who, you who you are. And that's what Hasidus is about. And that's the shift that now we're, you know, hopefully the focus is on since the 60s. Who are you? What is your essence? What's your energy? What's your energy? That's what Hasidus is all about. And it says it's infinitely higher. The Tyra that we learn in, we learned in Eilam Hazah is Hevel. It's nothing compared to the Tyra of Mashiach. Okay, there's a footnote which I'm not going to go into, and I don't see it here about the, oh, it's on the next page. We'll see if we can. So one of the main tradition of the Yemaisa Mashiach versus Matan Taira is marriage. Marriage. It's a muscle of a king who is Makadish a woman, and he um, uh, gave her many presents, etc. And then when he came to her, he gave her a few presents, very few. When he came to marry her, to take her, he gave her many, many more presents, etc. That's us. Hashem gave us the small stuff then. The big stuff is on the way, so to speak. Um, one second. He just gave us the moon. There will be a marriage, and we will be one with Hashem, and then he will give us the whole thing. He will give us the whole thing. Okay. That is emphasized in the Kriyas of Rosh Hashanah of Yutes Kislev after the full moon. After the wedding. After the wedding. After Mili and Shlema Salavana. I'm going to read this word. This is emphasized in the Kriyas when, when Yutes Kislev come, comes out. Yotes Kislev being the beginning of the revelation of the wedding of Yemaisa Mashiach. Yotes Kislev just starts the wedding. Just begins the wedding. It begins the marriage. And so, why does the marriage begin after the full moon? First you have, they're in this perfect, perfect Yichud, union. The moon and the sun on Rosh Chaydish, on Erev Rosh Chaydish. And then the moon starts to move away and become a little more independent and starts to shine till the moon is shining its fullest. That is not when there's that interesting. Now, this is something I never noticed before in all these years I'm learning this sicha. So really, the Rebbe and the Rebbe's wedding is on the 14th and 15th. And at the same time, though, the beginning of the revelation of the wedding between us and Hashem starts, happens after the full moon. Because in a way, it's true. That's even higher. It's like... I, I, right, yeah. so maybe that's like the... That's, uh, that's like the child. That's the continuation. That's what, you know, that, that's it. Yeah. That is it. That is the ultimate union. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the ultimate union. It becomes for us. It's nice that the Rebbe and the Rebbeson have a perfect union right, right, and they're expressing right, it. Right, right, perfect, perfect, right. both shining and right, both and, right. and etc. That's what we have to hold on to. That's, that's now, that's, now we can become that. In other words, it's not only how impressive, right. such a beautiful union that the Rebbe and the Rebbeson have with Hashem. It's, oh, it's so special. I love to watch the videos. That gave birth to our... And in fact, it's like we say, Rebbe, all day long, I watch your videos. Right. You know what the Rebbe says? All day long I watch your videos. Right? All day long he's watching us, what we're doing. 
basically. And he's getting nachas. We're saying, wow, it's so inspiring. And he's saying all day long, I'm watching your videos and it's very inspiring. And also, if you need, you need a little input here and there, right? A little course correction, if you're interested, you know, uh, I could do some uh, coaching. So, right? So, so this whole thing comes after the million shlemas of Lulavana. There's a great footnote and it's cut off, so we won't know. What does that emphasize? Which means the fact that Yudhes Kislev comes after the full moon, it hints at the shlemus of the of shlemus, the shlemus of the the wholeness of the full the fullness of the fullness of the moon, which happens. After the moon gets light from the sun. So watch this. The moon comes to the sun. The sun is its teacher. The sun is its husband. And it receives kaychus. The, 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 the student, we're the first thing to say, the student receives kaychus from the teacher and then goes out to shine. And when there's a fullness of what the student can do now, where do you go from there? You need to now go back to your teacher and get new kaychas. In other words, if you see your teacher now, your kindergarten teacher, um, you are not going to proudly pull out your chumash and say, you want to see how, and read. And your teacher is not going to say, wow, good for you. It's time for her to give you new, new, new input. It's not enough. You mastered that one. You mastered that step. What do you do when you've made your teacher proud? You've mastered that step. Where do you go from there? So there are a whole bunch of places. One, you want to make sure you don't get into yesh, et cetera, et cetera. But where do you go from there? You, you, I, like a thousand years ago, I remember this chazan from my father's shul, from my parents' shul, came to our house. And... and he wanted to see if I knew how to read Hebrew. So I pulled out whatever. He pulled out something and I read it. And he went, wow. I still remember. It was a good feeling, right? Wow. You know, he was so impressed. I went to school, you know. <laughs> you know, they teach you how to read. But such a, I guess he didn't know. So, so I was flying, you know. I was flying because now, if I would see his grandson now and I would pull out my chumash and read it, he wouldn't say, wow, wow, wow. It's time for the next step. Where do you go from there? You come to, you're the student. You've taken everything you can, all the kaychas from your teacher. Now you go out and you're shining fully. Where do you go from there? From there you go to Yates Kislev. After you receive the light fully from the sun, then uh, then you start to get close to your teacher, to the sun, to become one with it, that they should be one and the same. So the kviyas of yam shlishi, etc., um, 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 it came out. So Yudhis Kislev comes out on, on Tuesday. So that's all um, after, after the full moon. So 
right? So there's something about, we're talking about, it's in the days when the essence is getting stronger. The essence can only get stronger when you get to a certain point of, you, you, you've taken the kaychas and you're starting to shine. Where do you go from there starting to tune into essence? Okay, now, let's just finish this off. What does it have to do with the Parsha? So the Parsha is... Um, Parsha's Vayishlach and then Parsha's Vayeshev. What's that all about? The Chiddush in the Avaita, and here is the revolution. The Chiddush in the Avaita of Yaakov in Vayishlach and Vayeshev over Vayetze and Toldos. We're still talking about Esav and Yaakov. So what is the Chiddush happening that happened in that week when the Rebbe said, on Tesvav Kislev, Tavshinun Beis, Every time the Rebbe would introduce a Chiddush, it literally meant that it happened at that second and through the speaking about it. So what is the Chiddush that happened in Parshas Vayishlach, Tafshin, and Beis? Parshas Vayishlach, Yeshev, Gmar, Avaitis, Abirurim. The Birurim has been completed. You had this relationship between Esau and Yaakov, and, and what was there to do? What did Yaakov have to do? He had to go to Haran, and he had to deal with the beer, the sparks, elevating the sparks of Lavan. That was one was not easy. And then he had to go back and deal with Asaph and elevate Asaph, elevate the sparks of Asaph. Remember, we talked about it last week. You know, so what do we say about everything going, that's going on now? It looks like they are annoyed that we aren't giving them. We are now, we have switched to becoming the Mashpiyam. They sense it. We don't. And we still feel like we're small people and all of that. And they don't know how to react to us and we don't know how to react to them. But they need us to step into our rightful place. So they can't. They can't do what they can do unless we do what we do. And we have to do what Geula did. And they're upset. So we need to be Geula did so they won't be upset. But the Bureau, so the Bureau of Lavan and the Bureau of Asaph are complete. So then what does Asaph want from us now? So what do we think? He's no longer being purified. So then what does he want from us? Why is he trying to interact with us? It's like those bad kids in, you know, in class, like those kids who they, they make a lot of trouble, they, you know, they want attention. What does Asaph want from us now? There's only one thing to want. If the bureau means the, you know, I cleaned off, okay, everybody, I cleaned off the table. It's 100% cleaned off. What are you going to do now? Right. I want to party. Yeah. I washed all, I finally, you know, the lady came, she washed all the pots. What should you do now? Start cooking. Start cooking. Yeah. Right. Put food into it. So what does Asa want from us now? And what should we put in? So he wants the light of Mashiach. So wait a minute. You cleaned me out. Now let's make this happen. So who? Where's the light of Mashiach? What? You clean? I know. Nothing. I'm just shining. And it's possible that Asa walked around feeling like I can't be empty. You know, I never thought about it. It's possible that Asa cannot deal with, he's not a bit old guy. He cannot deal with being empty. So if we don't fill up his vessel very fast, he makes trouble. He needs to fill up on something. He needs to fill up on something, right. And he's anyway from the world of Taihu. So he's wild. You've got to give him actions. So you have to give him the real action. Right. 
today the boss and we could teach them and learn with them and that they said you need to give them action. Right. And the only action is, you know, that right. you know, the Reb is here, he's right. with us, Mashiach, Yehula, right. Right. So nothing else will tame that. Right. Interesting. And so he has Bach and you see them Mamish. Not Asian, but Mamish like Wild, right. Why you looking crazy? Right. And and right. that's what he's feeding them. Right, interesting, right. And they could sit in for bring until 4 or 5 in the morning, and that's what he's feeding them. Interesting, right. So there's nothing, nothing will... Because how much they, right. they burn out on Ayla yeah. you know, how many cars and how much money and how, after a while. But they need to be filled. They, they need, need to that be filled. action. They need, the, they need that. Yeah. So... So these parshas are about, in this parsha, we come to the point where the beer is complete. And now, of course, one, two, three, let's go, fill the vessel. The beer of love and the beer of Asaph. To such an extent that Yaakov, Yaakov to such an extent that Yaakov is ready for Yemaisa Mashiach. He did all his work. He emptied out all the vessels. He washed all the dishes. And now he's ready to pour the light in. Well, there we go. And therefore, that why did he then, okay, Yaakov, I did all the dishes, I, washed, I cleaned everything, everything's empty, and so you guys are empty, right? So at least with Lovin, so Yaakov sent Malachim to Esau, that he told him, he, why was he sending Malachim to Esau? To say, hey, yo, Esau, the beer is complete. We're done. We're done. The beer is complete. And everything, right, he's, in other words, then Yaakov Avinu was telling Esau, the beer is complete. So you can imagine, since then. The time has come for us to go together, together, together. As it says, That is what it's all about. Vayishlach. Yaakov was saying, I better send Esav and tell him, hey, let's, hey, you before said to me, let, you know, I'm ready. And Vayeshev Yaakov, because Yaakov, meaning Vayeshev Yaakov, so he really, so Yaakov Avinu, he did sit in peace until the whole thing with Yaisef came to him. And then another peace in Eretz Mitzrayim, until the real peace that will be, Padavisham Nafshi, as it says, um, as it, Mithra Rebbe explains, Padavisham Nafshi, will, the real thing will be in Yemaisa Mashiach, more than it was even in the time of Devadimov. Of course, partly because Padavisham Nafshi means you can't be redeemed in peace when somebody else is not redeemed. Right. In those days, it was good enough, like, Hey man, I made my, my I made my box. What do I care about the other guy? The other guy is dumb. He should have done what I did, and he would have made my box. Today, even a simple Asa feels a little bit like if I made my fortune, it bothers me. I mean, if a person has decent, it yeah, like I okay, you know, today it goes without saying in the world of business, which is only how old is this? Ten years old, maybe fifteen years. I doubt it. They say, okay, you want, what is your goal? How much you want to, what's your dream? You want to earn a million dollars this year? Fine. And what do you want to do with it? How much do you want to give to charity? How much do you want to spend on vacations? It's always one of the things. It was never one of the things. It goes without saying, part of it goes to charity. 
it's not good enough that you've got a lot of money. You wish that you could make the world also have a lot of money, and hence the whole model of multi-level marketing, which means your success, my success is based on your success. It's not I, I make money instead of you. It's either you make the money or I do. It's I make the money by getting you to make money. Right. It's a whole other model. That's part of the Shalom Nafshi. That's why in the time of David Melech, the Gashmias of the world wasn't ready for that. The Gashmias of the world wasn't ready for that. Um, one second, Sylvia. Let me just see where we're up to. Or two others recording. Okay, I think we're still in the middle of the recording. And so, um, David Amela's time, you couldn't have part of a Shalom Nafshi as completely as now. You could have it more spiritually, but you couldn't have it physically. The difference between the situation of Yaakov when he's involved in the Avaid of Birurim, um, okay, okay. What's the difference between Yaakov when he's doing Birur versus when he's finished? You know, look at somebody who's um, <clears throat> very hungry. So how does, what's the difference between this person who's, they're, 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 they're eating very quickly and very hungrily, do they look different? You know, the, let's say a person is not very refined, necessarily. They're not, they don't have great table manners. They look one way when they're eating. They look another way when they're, and they're in a mood, like, what, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Right? They just don't talk to them, especially if they're of the male gender. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to them when they're hungry, or even when they're eating, just, which means they're not yet satiated. And after the meal, you know, what would you like to ask? Oh, yes, it's a very different energy, isn't it? Okay. So what's the difference between Yaakov Avinu when he's in the energy of doing the beer, cleaning up the world, versus after he's finished that beer? Uh, wow. Where is it in the Sikha? can't find it. Um, wow. I don't know. Um, one second. I must have turned the page. Here we go. Uh, right. Is like the difference between the moon. Okay. So there's like the moon when it's, rece- when it's the recipient. It's receiving from the sun. And then there's the moon after the two of them are, the, are equal. That's like you're in the meal, after the meal. Right. Right, right, right. You're still like, I'm, uh, I'm, getting, uh, I'm getting something from this food. I'm getting. I'm getting from like the food. I need some more. Oh, wow, wow. And afterwards, peace. Yaakov is compared to the moon. Amara Katan. Yaakov is called Katan. Mi Yaakov, Mi Yaakov, Ki Katanu. And therefore, Katan, Katan, Mainala Katan. The small one, Yaakov, is, is counted like the small one, the moon. And we know that if the moon, when the moon gets smaller, when it was told to get small at the beginning of creation of the world, the Mara Katan, it's because of Shir Zakalim, of Taihu. That fell, these sparks of Kedusha fell down, the vessels broke, the spiritual vessels broke, and they fell down, these sparks fell down here, these spiritual sparks. So the sphere of Malchus, the moon, became a recipient. I guess before that it wasn't a recipient. 
Why did it become a recipient? It became a vessel to catch something. What is a vessel for? It became a bowl. A bowl to do what? To come down to Bia, to be Mavarer, to be Mavarer than the sisters of Taihu. So it came down to be a bowl, a cup, a mug for these sparks of Taihu. What came down? Um, the uh, sphere of Malchus. Okay. The moon. It, it was... It came down to be a bowl, a cup, a mug, a macabre, a recipient, to catch, I guess, these sparks of Taihu. That were mifarah. That... Were in the process? I think so. The kalim of Taihu broke, and the sparks of, of Taihu fell down here. So now, it's like... Let's take a good example. Uh... Here, we have beautiful flowers in front of us. At some point, all of the petals are going to start to fall off. Um, so maybe you might put on your table a tablecloth so that, and they all fall off in one day. When they fall off, you have something to catch them, and then you can gather them. Let's say you want to dry them, you want to use them, you're an artist, whatever. So otherwise, how are you going to catch them? They're going to be all over the place. They're going to be all over the floor. Somebody's going to sweep them up, throw them out, but you want them. So you put this tablecloth or this big, huge bowl on your table, and when they fall, it catches them. Do you see the difference? And now you can use them. If they go all over the place, somebody's just going to sweep them up and throw them away. Okay. These sparks of taihu, it all broke. The the kalim of taihu broke. And all these pieces fell down here into this world. Well, somebody has to pick them up because they're good. You just said, Taihu, wild energy among the Bakram. It's very interesting. It's also like you say, like I see now being in the mix of it, how it's much more natural for, for the mothers um, if their kid is struggling to, to see their own, even in the struggle, the sparks, you know, it's a lot more, and they, they hold it. It, it. I see a lot of, you know, and I see for the, like, until the fathers get on board, it takes, it's a different energy. It's like, no, fix, fix, fix. No, it's breaking right now. You need to right. work with what you're having, right. you know. You need to, but even more so, it's take that and, and really, even at that point in the breaking, is use those sparks then in that space. It's, it, it, it very makes very much makes sense. Yeah, interesting. It's, you know what I mean. Very much makes sense because yes, you have to catch that it doesn't all go out. But it's within that is to recognize this. These are so. If you're, it sounds like you're you're saying in a way it takes the father's time to recognize that how maybe you can just patch the kid back up, right. get him back into like just glue them all back together and just fit him back in the system, right. and the mothers are recognizing. Once it broke, it broke. Not only that. And, the and, Bihuri, we're not Mivara right now. Right, we're dealing right. with something else here. Right, this is right, not about... Right, right. We can Bihuri until the breakdown. Right, right, not, right. You know, right. We did, it's a different work. You're not going to glue them back together. No, no, no. no. Catch, these, catch all these pieces because these, these are... These are it. This, this, this is what's going to... Yeah, this is the goal. This is the goal. Right. This is Mamish the goal. Right, right. So catch them and know how to work with them because each right. one is precious. Right. Each, each spark from this, this fallout... Thing. 
of this broken kid is precious. Yes. Right. And then based on what you said before about the, the, these pieces are what's going to affect their yeshiva when they make it to 35. Right. These pieces are what's going to, why everyone's going to be running after them. Right. Right. It's these parts and parts and parts and parts and parts. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Right. From a different place. Okay. It's a different, it's dealing with something else here completely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So this is like um, the situation of the moon when it still has to receive from the sun because it needs to do a beer. But at the end of the beer, which is now, the moon will no longer have to re- it will no longer have to receive, but its light will be one with the light of the the, the, the sun. So that's also like what, what you're saying, <clears throat> the, and that the teachers often feel. Excuse me, who's the teacher here? You know, and the problem is that the kids are often smarter than the teachers. Not, not smarter, but they have something that the teachers don't have, and their process, their whole mahalik of Breaking is there to teach the teacher. Right. Watch the process. Right. Right. It's there to teach. I see it all the time. Right. Connecting the pieces. Connecting the pieces of the, the part within me that's not mythical. And you see it if you just watch. Right. You're doing that to everyone. Right. Everyone that comes past them. Everything is like ripple effects. Right. Interesting. And it's everywhere. And right. every community. Right. In every country. Yeah, somebody. It's everyone. And, it's, and, and you can't miss. you got to watch and learn. It's not right. even that they're smart. Their whole process is to teach us. Right. Right. To be more in tune with the essence rather than, you know, how do you look? Did you right. fit in? That's you not know, the you yeah. know, what are you accomplishing? What are you worth? You know, how many of this did you learn, et cetera, and, you know, yeah. et cetera. Right. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is hinted at. In the Taichon of Parshas Vayishlach, Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim Lefanav Esav Achiv, that Yaakov gets sources from Tikkun. So he sent Malachim before him to the level higher than his level, to Esav, who sources in Taihu. Taihu is, wow, wild. Tikkun is much, much calmer. Yaakov, we are from Tikkun. So, so, he, so Yaakov Avinu sent Malachim to connect us up. He was reaching up, so to speak, to Taihu. From Yaakov's point of view, it's safe. Why was it always not safe spiritually to have anything to do with Esau? His energy is very powerful, right. and he will pull you in. Right. He will pull you in. And here, but when Asaph is finally totally misbarer, you're going to pull him in. In other words, classically for Jewish people, we didn't, you don't want any Asaph to come along and be mashpia on your child with his Asaph hashkafas. Today we do something called shlichus, where we, we go out to them and we are mashpia on them. You have to have that confidence that, no, and that confidence to believe that you're, yeah, you're, you're going to must be on them and not the other way around. And that the person that you're watching going and being friends with Asa, which, which everybody's saying, Rahman, 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 and it, from Yaakov's point of view, because it, what was with Yaakov? Yaakov? Why did Yaakov want to even have anything to do with Asa? 
He's on the way back to Eric's Yisrael. You left. It's fine. Go back to Eric's Yisrael. Bypass your brother. Stay away from him. He's the, he's Esau, right? He's the, he's the Shagan. Stay away from him. Why would Yaakov Avinu send Malachim to Esau and say, I'm on my way. Hey, hi, bro. Why? Because he was afraid? The classical answer is he was afraid Esau was going to come after him. But here, Hasidus is saying no, because according to the Shaykhus of Yaakov, from his point of view, Esau is completed. He's Nisbarer. And he has gone back to his source in the level of Makif and Mabtaihu. And therefore, and ate and Yaakov said, great, he's got exactly the product we need. I googled all over the world and I looked, we need the completed, uh, rectified light of Taihu because we are going to be going out to the world and doing wild things. Hey, you Jewish, hey, and we're going to be doing wild crazy things as jews we were always leave us alone we'll sit in our quiet place that those days are over we're going to become you know we're going to be them you name it and so we need his energy only when it's been rectified and yaakov avinu said he has been rectified so i need some of what he's got in order to bring the level of makifim of taihu to me to yaakov down here in tikkun which what is that what is what is that why do i want it because it's the Arpnimi, ding, 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 Arpnimi.info. It is the Arpnimi. And Yaakov is saying, I need the Arpnimi. Or I don't know if, I need the Yara Makif Pnimi, it's Yaakov, Yaakov. So no, I'm not sure if, no, I'm not sure if Yaakov, the Matabitikon Shu, Bechin is the Arpnimi. Maybe in Tikun is the Arpnimi, but you need the goodies brought into Arpnimi. The, and the makif will shine into the panemius. You'll get wild energy shining into the panemius of truth and holiness, which means you'll be wild, holy, panemiusic and true. We need that oneness. That's the whole, the whole smicha here. That's right. And that's okay. And that's the taichan of the union of the the chibur and the yichud of the That is the union of the moon and the sun. Yaakov and Esav, Or Pnimi, and Or Makif. Oh, okay, so Or Pnimi is Yaakov, and Or Makif is Esav. So we have four, four unions. Moon, union of Moon and Sun, Union of Yaakov and Esav, Union of Or Pnimi and Or Makif, Union of Mamalikal Amin, Savikal Amin. To the extent that Achalavana Enimakabelis Mechama, to the extent that the Moon is no longer receiving from the Sun, because we've completed the bureau of the Nisusus of Tayu, and the reason that the moon had to become small was to become a vessel, to, to catch those sparks of Tayu, and now it's, they've been caught, and, and now they can unify. But now, we come to a point of Orlavana, becomes like Orachama, Shneim Shavin. Okay, and this, we're just going to complete this little piece here. Oops. It's a little long, but we're going to do it very quickly. In our generation, even though Mitzad Yaakov, all of the inyanim of the Birum, um, um, I wonder if we should do this as a separate recording. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, 
We're going to do this as a separate recording. Okay, so um, what this has to do with our generation, we're going to do in the next recording. So Yi Ratan, we're going to call back in one second. Um, Yi Ratan, that just as Yaakov Avinu saw that we are in a situation of um, the bureau is complete, and for him it really was, and clearly when the Rebbe is saying this, we're going to see in the next piece that the bureau is complete. That means our Avaida is no longer the same. May we find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah fully, completely now, in the Beis HaMitzvah in every sense of the word. Hi, and welcome to Orpanimi. This is Saratova Beth, part three of, of Yishlach Tavshinun Beis, and we are getting to the uh, really revolutionary end piece, the revolution of this generation, because we ended off the second recording. Um, you have to really hear it to <laughs> hear the revolution. Um, speaking about Yaakov and Esav, that Esav, that the bureau of love and the bureau of Esav has been completed, which we understand that the, if that's the case, and that really was completed, Parsha Zayishla, Kavshin and Beis, 1992, all of life is different now. The, you know, there, there's a, I once heard a shear by Rabbi Friedman, he said, he's very um, poetic, how he speaks. So in, when he was speaking about the idea of the, the bureau, he asked like this, he said, um, how long will Torah have to be a mop for the world? Right? How long will Torah have to be a mop for the world? Meaning, beer means you clean up what's broken. You clean up the mess. You wash the dishes. You, you clean it up. As we said in the previous recording, when the sparks of, when the, um, when, this, when the world of Taihu, when the sparks of the world of Taihu, the kalim of the world of Taihu broke and the sparks fell down into this world, those sparks are valuable sparks, but as long as they were trapped within people who were not connected to holiness, it's a problem. They were there stuck in. Those sparks were mostly, since ace of us from the world of Taihu, the sparks then fell down from the world of Taihu into Asaph. Now, what does that mean? Let's just go into it for a second. Taihu is a place where there's very wild energy, very great lights. Let's just say it this way, very great lights, but not a lot of vessels to catch them. It's kind of like, you know, um, everybody wants hot coffee and everybody's outside and freezing and is pouring rain and and there, I don't know, the traffic stopped and somehow, I don't know, the train stopped and everybody can't take the train and it's raining and everybody's soaking, soaked to the bone, et cetera, et cetera, and, and nobody knows what to do. And Starbucks says, okay, free, free hot coffee for everybody. Everybody piles in. Wow. There's a ton of hot coffee, but they ran out of cups. What are you going to do? Only the people who happen to have a cup in their bag can drink the coffee or can share it with others. But they ran out of cups. They say, ladies and gentlemen, free coffee for everybody. We realize everybody's soaked to the bone, freezing. 
and we want to do our part, and we have huge vats of boiling hot Starbucks coffee, but unfortunately we ran out of cups. Can you see that there's an issue? There's a problem there. The hot coffee is good. Not if it doesn't have cups. You can't put your hands out and just gather some in your hands. You could do that with cold water, not with hot coffee. So what happened when the, the lights of Taihu uh, uh, fell and the, the world of Taihu um, broke open and the Kalim of Taihu broke up, those, those, the, it, those pieces came down into this world. They're unbelievable. But without a vessel, they can actually um, do a lot of, make a lot of trouble. If a person feels he's in that crowd, a person feels like he's going to be a wise way, he said, okay, I, I need something. So he puts his hands under the hot coffee machine. He says, just give me some in my hands. Well, we don't have to say. And everybody's trying to get him to not do that. But he's so desperate to be warmed up, he wants to just put his hands under there and, and drink it from his hands. We understand why nobody wants them to do that. It will create a disaster. So we can't, because there are no vessels. So hot coffee without cups, and you put your hands under instead, is disastrous. And he put his hands under instead. It's, God forbid, is disastrous. So when this world of Tayu broke open, and all of these pieces fell down into this world, without vessels to catch it, it can create quite a mess. And on top of that, it's Asaph's territory. Asaph is from the world of Taihu. So he's got these sparks. They're right there in his domain. He's not a really great guy throughout all of history. He's actually making trouble. He's not our be- exactly our best friend. Forget about our best friend. He's not the best friend of Hashem, of truth, of holiness, of goodness. He's actually a troublemaker par excellence. And he's got these wild sparks of Taihu, which intrinsically are good in their source. He does not have a really good way of dealing with them. They're not safe with him. And all of this is masterminded by Hashem. And in this whole scenario, Hashem sends us, who do know we are sparks detectors. We know how to see, we know how to see the world of Asa, the Gosh mystic world, and go in there, and Hashem enables us to go in there and take these sparks back, take these sparks to Kedusha. It's called, how do you do that? It's called doing a mitzvah. So you take a, a quarter, which was minted at the mint in whatever it is, you know, in Ottawa, in Canada, they minted a, a silver dollar. It's, it, it was minted by Asaph. There are no Jewish people necessarily working in the mint, in the ace, in the place where they make the coins. And what happens? We take that from Asav and we go in and we do a mitzvah with it. And we release the spark that was captured sitting in captivity there. Similar to why do we want the Sfarim to come out of Russia? They're in captivity among the Russian non-Jewish government and they need to be released and go back to their source. So redeeming the captives, that is what we have done throughout all of these generations. We have the tools to redeem the captives if we can get to them. 
So we are sent to live in the physical world to deal with Gashmius, which is Asaph's territory. Yaakov Avinu sits and learns Tyre in the tent. Asaph is out there in the field doing business. And we go and we interact with him. We see his sparks and we're given through Tyre Mitzvahs, and especially through Mitzvahs, the ability to pull those sparks away and bring them back to their source. And then ultimately everybody's happy. And the Rebbe is saying, telling us, and told us almost 30 years ago, 1992, that mirror, that process of pulling out all the sparks and bringing them back to holiness, it's done. We're no longer pulling out sparks. It's done. The mirror has been completed. Nigmar avaitis abirurim. That is the revolutionary statement. That's not a wish. That's not a hope. That's a fact, as the Rebbe is telling us. So to speak, he has information from reliable sources that this, is, this process has been completed. So now, here's our question. So how does your life change? Now that you no longer are going to be spending your life, the only thing you ever did, you and your grandmother and your great-grandmother and your great-great-great-great-grandmother, the only thing they were really here to do was to redeem these sparks. And so they were sent, you know, you have to buy this chicken and cook this, you know, and cook this and go there and travel there. Everywhere you're going, you're only being sent for one reason, to redeem those sparks. It feels like you're going for other reasons, but you're really being sent to collect all those sparks. But now that all the sparks are collected, so what do you do now? So that's, that is where we're up to now. Sif Yud Aleph in the Sikha. And the Rebbe is saying, all of this is emphasized in this generation. Even though Mitzad Yaakov, all of the Inyanim of Birur, of Birur were completed, and... Even though from Yaakov, all of the Inyanim of Birur were done. And now Az, the Yishlach Yaakov, now you can have the Geula. And that's why Yaakov sent Malachim to Esav to tell him the time has come for us to go together. The time has come for us to go together. Yaakov wanted to sit in Shalva. Yet it didn't, the Rebbe says, it didn't quite happen, but pile from the point of view of the world. Yaakov Avina said, we're ready to go. But from the point of the world, it's not quite, it's not quite happening. Why, why not? We're, on, we're, we're, we're in. Why isn't the world? But after everything that we've done throughout all the generations, including the Gili of Tarsah Hasidus on Yates Kislev, which began the real Yafusim Anisachachutza, and even more so from generation to generation, each of the Rebbeim, till the Friedrich Rebbe, and through, through, through him, Hafatz the Mayanas Chutza, in every corner of the world, now, here is the revolution. Now, this union of Birur was not just completed from Yaakov Avinu's point of view. Not only Yaakov Avinu was ready for this Birur, and he said, the Birur is done. From my point of view, we're done. I did the Birur. But the world is now agreeing. Mitzad, the world the Birur is done. As was testified, as he testified, the Friedrich Rebbe testified, everything's complete, even the polishing of the buttons. So here there's a revolution. 
the Rebbe is saying, okay, Yaakov Avinu, his spirit was complete, but Esav didn't quite hop it. But the world didn't quite get what Yaakov Avinu was getting. Now, you have a situation where the world gets it too. And from this we understand that the end of the Avaita after that, as long as Mashiach is held up for, for some a reason that we can't even understand, what is the Avaita now? The Avaita that we're doing now is not Avaita Sabirum. Repeat. The Avaita, the Rebbe says, the Avaita we're doing now is not Avaita Sabirum. Why not? Because the Avaita Birum has been complete. So then what, is, what are we doing now? When you get up in the morning and you, you travel throughout the day, you do your day. You used to be doing that to do Birum, to redeem those sparks, to pull them out. That's done. So what do you do now? What are you doing now? You're doing Avaita Miuchedet Lahavi Hizkalus Ba'ilam. You're doing a special Avaita a particular invited to bring the revelation bepayel into the world. To bring the revelation bepayel into the world. You're doing a, again, you are now doing a special invited to bring the revelation of Mashiach bepayel into the world. I guess in regular language it's called drawing the light of Mashiach into the world. The Islamer, that the Maila of this generation is emphasized in the Haftira of Parshas Vayishlach. Which is Vahaya Beis Yaakov Eish, Vahaya Beis Yaakov Eish, Beis Lakash. And Beis Yaakov will be, um, Beis Yaakov will be fire, and Beis Yaakov will be straw for that. Uh, sorry, Beis, sorry. Beis Yaakov is fire, Beis Yaakov is a flame, and Beis Yaakov is food for the fire, is, you know, straw for the fire. The interesting thing, the interesting thing is that what we saw in Notre Dame Cathedral, etc., the burning, the fires, the burning all at the same time, I think, was it on Yod Aleph Nissen, I think, um, unbelievable, you know, Base, you were talking about base Yaakov is the fire and, 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 and the, this that feeds the fire is base Esav, is Esav, base Esav. So an unbelievable thing. So one of the chedushim, uh, we're not saying it's good, we're not saying that, we're just, this, this is what it was. One of the chedushim of Yaisaf, of base Yaisaf in our generation, the Friedrich Rebbe, whose name is Yaisaf, over all the other generations of since the Alter Rebbe. Through the Friedrich Rebbe, you have a Fatsumayana in every corner of the world, till the most extreme corner, like France. In the time of the Alta Rebbe, and even in the time of the Rebbeim after that, there wasn't the revelation of so much of, of, of Hasidus and Tyra in France. Because it was a very low, low immoral place, very spiritually low, to such an extent that the Alta Rebbe, uh, doubted um, he was he was involved with trying to undo the the power of France because France was such an intense unholy energy 
So the Alter Rebbe had to put everything that he had into winning against this Klippa of friends. And yet then, and he won, or he had, no, sorry, he had to run away. The Alter Rebbe had to run away. And we'll see you next week's Sikha. The Alter Rebbe had to run away. And now, not only do we not run away from France, but rather we turn France into, the Rebbe turned France into a place of Kedusha. The Rebbe sent his, the Friedrich Rebbe did it, says the Rebbe. He sent his daughter and his son-in-law to be in France. And so, and this is through Beis Yosef. And through Beis Yosef, you have the revelation of Hapatzumayana in France by establishing Tamchet Mimim, like Lubavitch. And therefore, he gave a pile of money the time has come that the time has come for us to go to the Gula with Asa. And to just end off with this, Sarfat is Gematria 770. We know the Shlemus, the completion of the number 7, as each one is included in 10, as each one then included in, in 100, 7 times 10 is 70, and 7 times 100 is 770, and to get, is, is 700, and the two together is 770, which hints at what? The bearer of France. The conclusion of the bearer of the world comes through the bearer of France. Once France has, has been purified, then the whole world is done. Because the world that was created through the seven Shivas Yimeyabinyan, in all the details of the details, and the representation of the lowest aspect of the world is France. It's done. And the bureau, in the bureau of France, which is the number 770, is like It's like the, the fire that lights up Beis And Beis the place where the Friedrich Rebbe spent his years, his last 10 years here in the Almaden which is Beis Yosef, which is 770. Tsarfas is Parasta, which shows the revelation of the Mayanas, breaking through all the limitations in a way, not just in a way that it breaks all the limitations of the Mayanas, whether of their lower gum and chain. It's not only breaking the limitations of the Mayanas. You know, how much Hasidus can come into the world? Wow, break through all those limitations. But even more than that, that the, the world wants to break its limitations. Sarfas, Parasta, through this, the Parasta Lechaperis, this, the Mashiach, the world is breaking its own rules. Chassidus is breaking its own rules by allowing itself, which is the secrets of Tyre, to come out into the world. And the world is breaking its own rules to absorb it. And in this generation, on the 15th of month of that year, um, we said that that you know, that was the year of miracles, etc. Um, uh, let's just this, and let's connect it with um, the chasana of the Rebbe and the Rebbetzin, the fifteenth of the month, and connect it with Drushe chasana that was said by the Friedrich Rebbe, um, and the Drushim of Teresa Chassidus that are Shaykh to Chassana, which emphasizes the connection of our wedding with Hashem in Yemaisa Mashiach, that then you will have the full revelation of Teresa Chassidus with our wedding with Hashem. And um, we, we understand in these days, all we have to do is open our eyes and we will see that we're sitting with Hashem at the ready table, Suda of the wedding, 
the suit of Leviathan Nishara Bar and Yain Mishumer. At the end, Hashem said to David, David Malk Mashicha, take this cup, Kasha Bracha, and bench. And so David, David Malcolm Mashiach says, it's good for me to bench and I will bench. As it says, What are we here to do? Being that we're coming from Erev Shabbos, the full moon in the month of Kislev, etc. And Yutes Kislev comes close to that and then we're going to Hanukkah, what do we need to do? Make for Brenglands in every single place, in every single country, in every, in every neighborhood, in every city. Not just the big main for in the main places, but every single place, that every single place should, there should be a for in a way like it, as if it is the main place. And this brings all kinds of psychological ramifications that goes along with the idea that that there's no longer, you know, the, te- the, the teacher and the student, which we were talking about in the last tape, the teacher and the student, but the student is a stickle a stickle teacher also. So who's he- to- teaching whom at this point? So that, those lines, that, that's the idea of parasta. What is, what is called the mashpia? What is the definition of mashpia? And what is the definition of makabo? That has, those lines between them have blurred. And now we have a situation where they blend into each other. So the same thing. The Rebbe is saying, make for Brengans in the main places and also make for Brengans in the little places that they shouldn't have for Brengans as if they're just the little guys. The little guys should be just like the, the big guys. You should consider every for and do every for as if it is the main for Every place becomes 770. Not in a way that that's the main place, the Mashpia, and my place is just a, a, a satellite. No, your place becomes the main place. The Makabo, the receiver, the student, becomes one with the teacher. The teacher is the main place of Fabrengan, 770. And then all these little towns, these little cities make their little Fabrengan. No. The student becomes also the teacher. Every place becomes a main place, a mashpi and a makabal. And it doesn't ruin the ikr. Every place, like we were saying about multi-level marketing, lahabdil, that every place becomes a main place and doesn't take away from any other main place. Adarabah. This adds even more, kinesafram tarbe chachma. Everyone becomes the main one. Ikr should be ikr so that no one has to receive hashpa from the main place because it becomes in itself like the main place, like the shlemus of the moon that becomes just like the sun. It's no longer a receiver, but it becomes one with the sun. This is a huge concept. With this sikha, the, the, the Rebbe is introducing this whole idea, this new energy of there's no main, the big shot anymore. I, people like to hold on to that, but every main central place then now gives birth to central places that become their own central place. Every Chani who goes out on Shlichus, let's say in certain countries, they call her Rebbe Tinchana. And the people, I knew a girl who went out, she was in our choir, and she went on Shlichus to Russia, excuse me, to Russia, 
And I asked her aunt how she's doing. She said, well, over there they call her Rebbe Tzimchana. The people there don't know the difference between Rebbe Tzimchana and their Rebbe Tzimchana. So her place becomes the main place. And that's the energy of student, teacher, etc. That's why it's so complex with Chinuch today because that old paradigm of the British system, let's say, of you know, the, the have and the have not, the higher class and the lower class, it has broken down. And, there, and there's a, an advantage to it breaking down. So therefore, the Rebbe says, everybody should make for Brengans, and even better, three for Brengans, which is a chazaka, with himself, with all his ten kachas and nefesh, with the people in his family, with his friends, etc. In order to emphasize that everyone is a mashpia, like the fullness of the moon that's like the sun, everyone is a mashpia, and everyone is a makabal. As it says, and in these arrangements, to arouse each other, or yourself, to add in the three kavim of Avaida, Taira Avaida, Gmilus Chasadim, as it says, Nafshi, whoever is involved with Taira Avaida, Gmilus Chasadim, and Davins with the minion, I consider it as if I'm taking him, I'm redeeming him. And his and his offspring, Vavikar, not only as if I am, but I really am, says Hashem. The pashas is be take niad mamish. As this for bringing continues, where the Rebbe is speaking these words, even before mincha, we should have fulfilled what Yaakov Avinu asked for, what every Jew is asking for, in the name of and for the shlichus of every single Jew. Leishev v'shava, we want peace. Because before that, we already read, We go up with Esav and Hashem, and they want us to rule. We go up to Hartian to judge Har Esav. And the whole world belongs to Hashem. Everyone recognizes the Malchus of Hashem. And it will be in this time, and then we will do the big for bringing of Chanukah's Beis Amigdash Shlishi with all Yidin there, even before the days of Hanukkah, and in the days of Hanukkah even more, adding Beshlemus of the Gul in a way of Yechum Echayel Yira Elakim Bishtim. So may we all find ourselves there. It should be immediately now. And... Um, we shouldn't have to wait one more second. Mm-hmm.